Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. It's March 12th, 2022, and this is episode 81 of the workshop podcast. So this one's going to be a little bit different. I always try to have some sort of episode on Saturday. I enjoy them. They're a little more chill, a little more laid back. They're a little bit more all over the place, and it's fun. So I thought... We would do, well, a few things, but before we dive in too much, let me get the announcements out of the way, then we'll talk about what we're going to do tonight. Uh, so first thing, if you happen to be on Facebook or Telegram tonight, I've uh, I upgraded my StreamYard account, which is cool. So now I can stream to, I believe, up to eight platforms at one time. Hey, Joseph, how are you? So now if you're on the Toolman Tim Facebook page, if you happen to be over there, you can uh, message me from there. You can watch the live stream from there. Hey, Martinson family, how are you? And also, just today, part of what brought this about is Telegram just announced that they're going to offer third-party streaming as well. So just before I went live, uh, Brian from Lots Project was kind enough to try to help me figure it all out. Not sure if it's working. It says we have a connection, but I'm not sure. If anybody's on Telegram and wants to see, if you happen to notice if it's working, let me know. But anyway. Just kind of cool. We're working through. That's the fun part of these live streams is, and, and the podcast in general. I'm always trying to improve. But of course, with improvement, sometimes comes failure or temporary setbacks. And we have to learn. And we have to try new things to expand our horizons. And that's part of what I'm doing tonight. So I appreciate you guys always coming along for the ride for all this kind of stuff. Uh, two, do not forget, hashtag do me dirty Mike. And if you don't know what that is, we are eventually going to have Mike Rowe on this podcast. He, I will eventually wear him down. I got my very first rejection letter from them this week. But, you know, if you feel like it, share the video, uh, share every tag him with that hashtag and say, Mike, you need to get on the workshop podcast and we will get him on here. And one more thing that I launched this week, simply because I could and I wanted to test out the technology is for now, for lack of a better name, it's going to be Toolman Tim Radio 24-7. Over on Float, I've set up using OBS uh, Studio and VLC Media Player. Whenever I'm not live somewhere, uh, there'll be a stream of my old podcast. There's something like eight days worth of content already, and it's just going to be playing. So if you, you know, if you've got nothing to listen to, bring it up, play it in the background, and it's going to be under username Toolman Tim Radio, I believe. So check that out. I'll set it back up once I finish up my live stream tonight. So. How's everybody doing? I see Joseph. Uh, he said, went shopping for a couple, oh boy, a couple new fishing rods and reels. Taking a week off uh, next week to go fish the Buffalo River in Arkansas. No, I'm just kidding. Arkansas. I always love that name. What are you going to fish for, Joseph? I'd love to hear. We, yeah, what do we got? We've got less than six weeks. No, we got about a month and we are flying to Nashville. Uh, Becky and I are rather excited. Going to be down to... Um, well, near, well, where, where are we going? Well, anyway, to Nicole's Living Free in Tennessee Spring Workshop. And then we're going to travel around, go over to the coast, down into Florida, back across uh, the Gulf of Mexico. It's going to be a lot, really good time. We're, we're kind of excited. We haven't, well, we haven't traveled since all this bullshit we've had for the last two years. And it's going to be good to get out of town for a bit. So I figured tonight, I uh, had a chat with uh, Chris Dixon. He made an awesome video earlier this week. And we got chatting about uh, how you come up or how a person comes up with new ideas for content on a regular basis. So I've got a few thoughts on that later on, but I thought, why don't we sit and catch up a little bit? Um, I know Nicole over on her podcast, Living Free in Tennessee, she always talks about what's going on in the hauler. And uh, Amy had a really good, uh, from Farmer's Kind of Life, had a really good live stream yesterday, just kind of catching up with everybody. And I've had a lot on the go and I thought I would share some of the cool things that's going on. And if anything, if you guys have had anything going on as well, throw it up in the comments or if you got questions, we'll just kind of shoot the shit and carry on tonight for a little while. Um, so first off, if you guys, I mean, it's going to, it's three hours long, but I had an absolute friggin' blast on the Liberty late night show last night. If you've never watched them, those guys are incredible. Dave and Mary, they were so much fun. I'd never met them before. Rarely, even all I ever had was a few interactions on social media. And they have just the most professional looking, 
late night show that they do basically out of their own home. They use, uh, again, OBS software and they just have a blast. We sat and they, they asked me questions and I talked about preparedness and tools and the handyman business. And they asked me about my worst injuries I'd ever suffered. We ended up, like I said, the show started at 745. We went until basically 11 o'clock. And then they're like, hey, why don't you join us for the after party over on float? So I ended up, yeah, this old man was up to like midnight last night and I was drinking, <laughs> we, we were drinking some bourbon while we were going along and it was a great time. But if you got time, I, the links are all in the social uh, the last couple, well, I posted them this morning and last night and it was a blast. I, I had a lot of fun. I got a lot of good compliments from the people in the audience and it's always nice being able to you know what, share what we know and kind of expand and get out there and just talk to other people and interact with new communities. Uh, what else have we been up to? Um, we just, we have been in the process of packing up a bunch of long-term dry goods. We've always had a, a fairly well-stocked pantry, you know, a couple of months worth of canned goods on hand and that kind of stuff. And we always kept the basics, uh, you know, the essentials for dry goods. We figured it was time to get serious about, well, to be honest, we have a goal of having a year's worth of dry foods in five gallon buckets sealed with mylar bags on the shelf in our pantry down here. And we're, we're maybe a third the way there, but we did five, five gallon buckets of flour today. Got the flour on sale when we were shopping out of town and got home and packed it all up. Doesn't take much time. And to be honest, the space that a year's worth of dry goods takes up and the cost to do it is both less than you would think. It basically, for a family of four, uh, 40 five-gallon buckets, if you balance out what you have in dry goods, is enough to feed a family of four for a year. I mean, you know, it's going to be beans and rice or rice and beans and flour for bread and that kind of stuff, but it can be done. So that's basically, if you if you set a pallet on the floor and you put five five buckets one way, five the other, so you get 25 on a low, uh, on a level, and you go too high, that's a year's worth of food for a family. That's not that much space. Hey, Pappy Canoli, nice to see you, my friend. So it is doable. Uh, but if you're a brand new prepper, don't get discouraged if you think, oh, I can't do that. No, just start with a few cans, whatever. But if you're looking for a goal to shoot for, shoot to have a month's worth of supplies on hand. But like I said, we are heading toward trying to have a year's worth of dry goods. I just... I mean, with everything that's going on, it never hurts to have a little bit more. And this was kind of the next step for our family. Well, like I said, we've always had a well-stocked pantry, but it was time to start putting up some more serious dry goods. And we've learned the skill of installing those gamma seal lids. And we've learned the skill of um, sealing and resealing mylar bags. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's something Becky and I've been able to do together. We've got Charlotte involved. And I forgot to tell her that I was on tonight, so she'll probably miss out. But uh, yes, what else? We got our, so we are another step closer to our coffee business being launched. And we are getting really close. We've got all the taste tests done. We've got all the names of all the ones, the brands that we've picked. We just today got our logo back. I haven't brought it up for you yet because I didn't bring it into StreamYard. So I'm sorry about that. But it's a really cool logo. Company is going to be called the Canadian Coffee Company. We got so lucky being able to get that name. I don't even know how we did it. But anyway, so we are getting so close. Uh, I know I've probably said this for a bit. Uh, our website is technically up. There's nothing on it, so I won't give you the URL for it yet. But it's very close. Within a couple of weeks, for sure, we will have coffee being shipped all over. And I'm excited. Uh, I also <laughs> going to start designing some tactical patches for the workshop community. Uh, they'll be like a, you know, they, they're, they're going to be an embroidered patch that would fit on an arm of say a, an army jacket, or more importantly, the hats like Brian from the lots project has with the Velcro strip on the front. So instead of buying a bunch of hats, you can just buy Velcro patches and put them on there. And our first one is going to be been prepping since Y2K, uh, maybe with a little Toolman Tim logo. It's basically designed. We'll get some printed. We'll see what kind of demand there is for them, but we'll have that set up, uh, you know, within a bit too. I'd like to have three or four designs. Hey, Brian from the Lots Project, haven't talked to you in at least 
seven, eight, nine minutes and 57 seconds, something like that. Uh, something else really exciting, a little bit off uh, kilter from what I normally talk about, I guess. But in my handyman business, we just picked up a contract to do the property management for a 12 unit here in town. So that, man, that puts us really close to 40 properties to property manage. And we're getting closer and closer to basically all seasons maintenance turning into snow in the winter and property management year round. And if that's what it is, I am absolutely excited about that. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. We'll keep talking and I'll see if I can bring this up, guys. I'm going to try. See if we can talk and do it at the same time. So, um, yeah. So also, while I was at it uh, this week, I started bringing up. Uh, hold on here. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's just do this. Let's share my screen. Let's share the window screen. Number one, right there. Allow. And we will open this guy up. Give me a second, guys. There you are. So that <laughs> I showed Brian earlier. That is the that's going to be the first patch, I think. I'm really proud of that one. I designed that one myself. We're going to have some more, like maybe like built like a brick shit house. I'm thinking something along the lines of it says uh, built like a brick and then have a picture of a, an outhouse after that. I think that would be kind of cool. But my idea, I got a bunch of ideas with these patches. Hey, Souls is in here. Nice. Nice to see you. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to do this one. We're going to do a bunch. And I'm not exactly sure. They seem, the, the going rate seems to be about 10 bucks for a Velcro patch shipped. So I think that's probably, I think that's going to be in the ballpark of what it'll be. Uh, I'm probably going to start with maybe a print run of 20 because, you know, there's not a lot of us yet. And we'll see. So if there's interest, let me know. I'm going to have four or five different designs to start with. Who knows? Maybe we'll do like a patch of the month club or I don't know. I just throw in a whole bunch of stuff around. But if it if it works, we'll keep doing more of it. And if it's stuff you guys like, we will keep doing it. So if you're if you're listening to just the audio of this, uh, you'll have to check it out. But it's based on the old. Um, oh, what was it? The anyway, it was the sticker they put on all of the computers back in the day that said, do not forget I think it was Best Buy. It was a Best Buy sticker. Don't forget to turn off your computer on uh, Y2K. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm kind of proud of it. We'll see how it goes. So there it is for you guys. Uh, from there, what else do we have on the go? Um, booked my flights. I'm going to be, so we're going to be in Nashville in April, like I said, the last two weeks. So if anybody would like to do an in-person meetup, I would be all about that. I would love that. I'm pretty sure Chicken Hawk's going to come down and we're going to meet up for a bit. So that'll be good. And also, if you guys are in the North Carolina area, I am going to be in North Carolina on September 23rd to the 25th. I'm going to Prepper Camp, which is the largest outdoor prepper expo. I don't know what you call it anyway. So I'm going to be there. Uh, so if anybody's interested, I'm going to be meeting up with a bunch of my Prepper Broadcast Network compatriots and if anybody's interested i'd love to meet up in person it'd be a lot of fun a lot of fun we are also so another um food storage kind of situation we've been testing a bunch of different canned meats here and some people might think that's boring and if you do you can shut the episode off not a problem at all but i want to have one thing we're really lacking and one thing that's tough for having for supplies on your shelf is good quality proteins. You know, it's easy to have carbs and that kind of stuff. But of course, we try to eat keto the best we can. And I really wanted to have some canned meat. Uh, I don't have a $3,000 uh, um, freeze dryer yet, maybe someday. But for now, we're testing a bunch out. So I cook spam up for breakfast. <laughs> Here it comes. Yeah, let's bring that up. Uh, Tools with souls says spam for the win. Okay, so here's the deal. I've been cooking a bunch of different ones. There's a uh, Walmart has the, the great value one wasn't too bad. So then I went and bought spam. I also bought corned beef because I hadn't had corned beef in a lot of years. And I thought, I wonder what that's like. And yes, and I also bought Vienna sausage. Good, very good suggestions. Man, you're on the ball with this. Haven't eaten them yet. But uh, yes, yeah, so um, corned beef was like, I don't know. It almost has like, uh, a shortening or a fat texture. It was okay. Didn't love it. Spam. 
Something I didn't realize was how much of a nasty aftertaste Spam has. It's okay, but it shrinks way down when you fry it. There's a lot of liquid in it. So potted meat and saltiness is pretty dang decent too. Oh, salt, sorry, potted meat and saltines. Yes, you're absolutely right, Joseph. Um, so I picked up the Swift brand. They're in a blue can. It's called Premium Ham. You can get a, a one pound can at Walmart and you can get a pound and a half can at Costco. And Costco has three packs of them. And it is the, it's the, I mean, any canned meat never really tastes quite like canned meat, if you know what I mean, or quite like fresh meat. It, it has a different consistency to it, but this was by far the best one. Charlotte really, really liked that. Yes, and a little bit of peanut butter uh, uh, as a good source of protein. And you're absolutely right. We, we have um, a subscription to Amazon. We get a two pound, one of the big two pound jugs every month. And hey, no, you're Joe. How are you? Hey, we got a good crowd in here tonight. So we've been stocking up on some uh, peanut butter, but long term, I'd love to get some peanut butter powder. Say that ten times fast, but a bunch of it. And the problem is, is it's goddamn expensive, really expensive. So I don't know. You just deal with it. But even even so, uh, two or three big tubs of peanut butter left sealed up on the shelf for a lot of years is not going to go bad anytime soon. Snail Creek, how are you? Uh, see you at LFTN. Yes, absolutely. I love it. And Tools with Soul says, I think my mom still has a can of ham from 1980 that's still good. I believe it. It's kind of funny how it goes, but uh, Tom from the uh, Small Scale Life podcast, he talked about his parents put together a room because they were nervous about Y2K and nothing came of it or very little came of it. But the room's still there, and they still have a bunch of things like mayo and tuna and different things from 1998, 1999. What would that be now? Geez, 22, 23 years ago? And, you know, I don't know what they do with it since. But <laughs> So there's, yeah, a lot of things last a long time. So, yeah, we're testing this stuff out because, again, this is our long-term storage. We want to know maybe... I don't know. I don't know if I'll do a video on it or not, but it's been kind of fun. I have it with eggs in the morning just to see which one we like. And then I let Charlotte try it. And so far, the winner for us has been uh, the Swift. I'm sure it's called Swift, the Blue Can Swift brand. Uh, topic for tonight, it's a, well, it's a catch-up night first. So I'm just kind of sharing a bunch of things we've got going on, preparedness and handyman related. And then I'm going to run over a few ideas on how not to run out of ideas. That was uh, from uh, Chris uh, Dixon. We, we were talking about it and he, he'd mentioned about how do you come up with ideas all the time? And for me, my problem isn't coming up with ideas. It's just choosing which one works best. So I figured I'd shoot the shit with you a little bit, teach you or talk to you about what I've been up to. If you guys have suggestions as we go along, we'll deal with it. Corned beef hash from uh, Hornell is fine eating. I will look for a can of that because I haven't tried that one yet. The one we have is, it always, it looks like some kind of old oxen on the can. It's blue and yellow. If you guys have seen that, maybe it's just a Canadian thing. I'm not sure, but uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. But like I said, it, it almost had a waxy texture to it. So yeah, if anybody else has canned meat suggestions, it'd be great. I bought two cans of, Vienna sausage, and I need to um, <laughs> I need to admit to something. I've never had Vienna sausage in my life, so we're gonna try it and see if we like it or not. I'm sure they're not the healthiest thing in the world, but when you're trying to decide what you're gonna supplement your beans and rice with, a little bit of canned protein is gonna go a long way. And also, I never can remember. I'm I'm never quite sure if I pronounce the channel name right, but Tools with Souls. So wells uh, anyway. <laughs> If you guys haven't, check him out. Uh, his channel's growing like crazy. He has a lot of good live streams and things like that. So make sure you hit the subscribe button for him because uh, he's a really good dude and he, he comes by when he gets a chance and he is a busy guy. Uh, Joseph says, man, some sunny side up eggs on top of Hormel corned beef hash is one of my all-time favorite foods. <laughs> and Mama Bear says, heard this is the place to be. I'm checking it out. Nice to have you. Souls. Okay, good. I was pretty sure... I suck at pronouncing things sometimes. Oh, I, man, I think I'm half drunk or maybe the, uh, maybe the bourbon I drank last night is still sticking around here, but uh, that's moon bear, not mama bear. So yes, nice to have you in here. Absolutely appreciate it. 
Also, I learned how to drive a skid steer this week. Uh, I've always had somebody who's worked for me, who's used it. We don't rent one very often. I'd love to own one, but they're cost prohibitive, if you know what I mean. So this was the time we had a whole bunch of snow built up at the daycare where my wife's business is. And I said, you know what? We need to get rid of that snow before somebody slips and falls or the ice gets too bad. So my brother-in-law come down, we rented one and he says, you're going to learn how to use this, Tim, which is a good skill to have, right? So if you've never learned how to use a skid steer, this one had the two joysticks and it's kind of like playing a video game, but a little different. <laughs> you just go slow and I actually got the hang of it. I ran it for about an hour and I felt a lot better after it because I always hated always having to rely on someone else to operate it for me. We, we got a big backyard renovation that's going to happen as soon as everything <laughs> Martinson family. Yes. Um, yeah. As soon as everything thaws. So I'm guessing maybe July or August around here, we're going to do a big backyard reno. We're going to tear up all of the sod in the backyard. We're going to put in irrigation. I'm going to run a new natural gas line from the house to the garage. We're going to change the slope a little bit. We're going to build some new flower beds. I'm going to extend the deck. I'm going to build a cover for the deck, but all of that needs to be preceded by me getting a skid steer in the backyard and tearing up all my grass and making a huge mess and then putting down sod. Uh, Martinson family says, uh, nothing keeps you warm on the prairie winter than the fat in a can of corned beef. Yeah, it. <laughs> then you can burn the fat in a can of corned beef to start a fire. Well, that's not a bad idea either, souls. <laughs> I love that. And yes, you're absolutely welcome, Moon Bear. Thanks for dropping in. This is great. Oh, what else have I done? Yeah, so I added to my vehicle prep, my vehicle emergency kit, whatever you want to call it. I bought a nice 20 foot uh, recovery strap. I didn't want to call it a toe strap. There's a difference between a toe strap and a recovery strap. Typically a toe strap is rigid and has no flex or stretch to it. Whereas a recovery strap has about 20% stretch and that helps multiply the physics, I guess is the right term for that. And when you're going to pull a vehicle out of a ditch or in a spot where they're stuck, that extra spring or stretch in the toe strap recovery strap helps aid in pulling it out. Anyway, I was all excited because my daughter slid off the road. I wasn't happy for her doing that, but she called me up and I was like a kid in a candy store. I got to go out and try my new recovery strap and it worked great. I will probably have a review for you on it at some point, but uh, he says, gotta love meat in a can. Absolutely. How can you not love meat in a can? I like meat anyway, I can get it, but, uh, Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so the, the toe recovery strap was awesome. One thing I did notice that I'm missing is I need a couple of clevises. If you guys know what those are for the people that don't, they're those kind of C-shaped C clamps that have a bolt that bolts through it. I need to pick up a couple of them because I got lucky with my vehicle. I put one over the ball on the trailer hitch and the blue truck that my daughter was driving has tow hooks in the front of it. But a lot of times you don't have that. You need something to hook to. So I got to get a couple of clevises just to make sure that I'm set up in case I have to tow someone else out. Because we've had more ice this winter than the previous eight winters I've lived on the prairie. And it has been miserable. I'm quite happy that the next two weeks is going to be very warm. Uh, and finally, uh, well, before we get into the meat of the thing... And like I said, this is going to be a little bit different tonight, but I love it. I love the interaction and anything you guys want to talk about, throw it up there. We'll talk about it. If you haven't seen the video that uh, my buddy Chris Dixon, and I'm sure, I think he's in here. He's probably busy working, but he's a member of the community, a valued member of the community. I put out, I was looking for hints, tips, or tricks. You know, the, the yellow, I call it a coin or the medallion that goes down inside your jerry can that keeps the gas from spilling out. Well, I am horrible about setting those down when I'm using a gas can and say I go to fill it up and then I knock it on the floor and I lose it or whatever. But I lose more of those medallions than anything else. So Chris had an incredible hack and he was nice enough to put together like a four or five minute video. Uh, if I think of it, I will sneak it in here uh, to the links tonight. But uh, either way, check out that. I put it all over social media. It's an awesome video. And so Chris, hey, Chicken Hawks here. He says, very warm. What's that, 35 degrees for you guys? <laughs> yeah, so we are, all kidding aside, you're correct there, Mr. Chicken Hawk, smart ass. 
Yeah, it was three degrees Celsius today, which would be right around 35, maybe 37. And I wore a t-shirt everywhere I went. It was friggin' gorgeous. The roads are melting. Yeah, except for the great big snow banks that are, there's like six foot snow drifts in places around here. Those, they're going to take a little while. But as long as we can get the roads clear and dry, I will be happy because, like I said, we ended up having a warm day. The snow blew turned to slush and everything about a hundred kilometer radius was all kind of like a pebbled ice for four or five days and it was too cold for salt to work so we were stuck driving on ice on the highways and it was miserable but it is what it is and i know i'm just i'm just josh and you chicken hawk i always enjoy him so yes check out that video from chris dixon it was it was a huge thing <laughs> soul says he has to suffer with 60 degrees tomorrow well, all, I know Carrie Brown sent me a message this morning to let me know they got something like eight inches of snow in Tennessee. And then he was nice enough to tell me to stick it where the sun don't shine. And, uh, uh, yeah, tom oh, tomorrow. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was awfully cold. Um, yeah. And tomorrow night, before I forget, uh, we're going to have Mrs. Toolman on and we're going to talk about the lessons we've learned in business over the last year with her basically starting the, the daycare from scratch. And you might say, I don't know much. I don't need to know much about daycares. Well, actually, it's going to be more about the business end of it. And we're going to be honest, open and honest about our struggles and our insecurities and everything else. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be, a, yeah. And I always love, you guys always love when uh, Mrs. Toolman comes on. And so she'll be on and it'll we will chat up like crazy. It's going to be really good. Uh, Chicken Hawk says we had 72 days ago and today 25 and everything's covered in snow. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I really feel bad, even though it's really nice up here today. So, all right, we're going to chat a little bit about ideas. And uh, this has come out of a bunch of different areas recently. Uh, Amy Dingman from A Farmer's Kind of Life. We talked about it uh, next year. I'm sorry, next year. Man, I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. This week coming, there is going to be an episode on her podcast where we had a, a chat. And I can't remember if it actually made it in the, um, the live stream part or not, or maybe it was afterwards. But we basically talked about the incredible grind that content creation is, how much we love content creation. But there's always that schedule. And I know Joseph and I know Souls and I know Chicken Hawk and a bunch of others. You always have that kind of schedule sitting on your shoulders, coming behind you all the time. And it's great. And I love creating content, but it is a grind. And you always have to come up with something. There's always something that you need to, you know, there's always the next video or the next episode. Like I put out three podcasts a week. Uh, and two review videos. So I really need to bring up, yeah, tick, tick, tick. Ain't that the truth, souls? And that's what it is. You've always got that clock coming and going. And you need to know, you, you know, and you want to put out good quality content. And a lot of times people who are getting into creating content, they're just getting new at it. They're nervous or they're like, I'm never going to be able to put out content. Like, I mean, look at Jack Spearco, for instance. He has put out, what, over 3,000 episodes of the Survival Podcast, five days a week, and he always has fresh content. And that's the way it goes. But first, I'm going to tell you, before you start, you may not have a lot of good ideas, or you might not think you do. So the first thing I would say, and I didn't put this in my notes, but before you start, try to outline the first... 8, 10, 12 weeks worth of content. So when I first started, I did a starting your own handyman business. And I knew I had enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chris. And uh, Joseph says, uh, it's unbelievable how you keep cranking it out every day consistently. I do very good to hit my Friday at five upload. <laughs> so, okay. So first off, like I said, have yourself a an outline to get started. So when I started my new repairedness series, so when I went from one live stream to two, I had probably 20 episodes lined up, just the titles and the topic. And that was enough to keep me on schedule or on pace or having an idea of where to go. Okay. So if you have an outline or something on paper before you start, so if this is brand new, it's the best way to get going. And I want to tell you something, by the time you get done those first eight or 10 videos, I will almost bet you 
that you're going to have a list of eight or 10 or 20 more ideas you want to do. Because the more you create, the more ideas that come to you. And it might not seem like that, but the hardest is just getting started. And one of the best ways to do it, like I said, is start with a series. Tell yourself, I'm going to do a 10 or 12 part series on whatever you know. For me, it was growing a handyman business. And by the time I got to the last, the 10th episode, I had enough ideas to go another 20 or 30. And now I have notepads or, you know, files on my phone just full of ideas on everything. There's just so much. So that's the, if you've never done it before, that's where you start. Outline a bunch and then just start creating. And as you go along, the creative process is going to bring it, uh, bring it out in you. It's not always easy, but it does get a little bit easier. A uh, soul says the hardest part is deciding to shoot the video. Just do it and then figure things out from there. Yes. And that is true. And remember when you first start, I've said this a hundred times, there ain't going to be nobody watching you. And that is totally fine because you're going to cut your teeth on whatever you're learning and you're going to get better at it. And then people are going to start watching and that's okay. And you're going to get more and more ideas. And uh, Chris says, everyone just says, press, just press play. It's really more difficult than not. And it's true. You just, and I know, so that is one of my, my notes tonight is just start talking and we'll talk about that. Uh, and Brian, yes. And okay. Talk about what, you know, Brian says, just tell your story if nothing else. Exactly. So yeah, if you're just getting started, tell your story. And you know what? <laughs> Maybe you want to break your story down and you're like, okay, I'm going to start and I'll tell like the first 20 years of my life or 10 years of my life. Well, you know everything about yourself. You're an expert on yourself. So start telling your story and break it down and keep going and, and you'll get a little more comfortable and a little happier. Uh, and hopefully the creative juices will start going. And Soul says, I think I have 22 videos planned and then we'll sit down and figure out more when I shoot the next five. That's exactly how it goes. Uh, I have an outline right here. Just a little bit of, uh, there you go. So you guys can see it all. That is for the entire month of March. So I have an idea of, not just an idea, but I know what my topics are going to be for the rest of this month. I had to go back. So give me a little accountability because I got a little lazy with it for about a month and it kind of made things a little more miserable for me. So figure things out, have an outline, take some specific time to sit down and brainstorm. That's a hard one. Everybody's like, well, I should just, you know, get inspired when an idea comes and write it down. Well, yeah, you can, but if you never take a little bit of time and sit down and start kind of thinking, just kind of tune out the rest of the world. Sometimes I put on a record or whatever and just tune it all out and then start writing things down and you'll be surprised what comes up. Uh, Joseph says, I keep a running note on my phone of video ideas. I write them down the minute I get it. Yes, I do too. I have, I've got one called live stream ideas, which is really just any old random idea I have. I probably have 20 or 30 different uh, note files and it, it works. <laughs> oh, that's okay, Chris, man. Never. I always feel bad when people apologize for not being able to hang out in the live stream, dude, it's always going to be here in perpetuity. So you come back, listen to it when you want. Family is way more important than some old man talking about on the internet, uh, on the internet. So, <laughs> Hey, Justin, uh, Hello, uh, 30 Day Review says, hope everyone's evening's going well. Absolutely. Yes, we are. We're having a great evening here. Uh, even though huh, I felt like a teenager, like I said, I was I was on the Liberty late night live stream till midnight last night. And then I was back up at 536 o'clock this morning because I'm not one to sleep in. It's just the way it is. So let's work through some of my uh, ideas here. First off, uh, I, I love Brian. Brian says, uh, create more than you consume. But there's a part of that. The That is true. But yet I find you also have to consume in order to create. So, but for me, there's kind of like this magic first hour. So when I do my, when I drive around, I have about a five hour uh, circle that I go and check on all my bank properties. And that first hour is the golden hour. That's when my brain is really working when I'm listening to audiobooks or podcasts. So start to get to know how your brain works. But that first hour is when I get a lot of ideas. So whatever I happen to be listening to, you'll hear like one word or one concept and that will 
kind of open up your mind and get things going a little bit. And so then I'll pull over to the side of the road, write a bunch of notes, or I really like the, you know, the voice to text feature. I just talk to it and it all puts it in. Um, so yeah, know how your brain works and get things down before you lose them. Snail Creek Homestead says, uh, my YouTube videos are just what I'm doing on the homestead. Maybe should be more creative. No, the cool thing is, okay. So last night when I was on Liberty late night, somebody complained uh, a couple of weeks before and they were like, they said, I don't like their show because all they do is vape and say hello to people. And I, you know what I said? <laughs> I basically said, well, too friggin' bad. If that, if they don't like it, then the show's not for them. I mean, yes, you need to create for your audience, but you also have to do what you do. And Snail Creek, if your videos are about your homestead and people watch them and you enjoy making them, then that is your creativity. And that's not a big deal. You know, uh, you can kind of, hello, little Klondike, how are you? You can try to, and like, you know, I always say that 1% improvement every day or every week, do that. But yeah, if you're, if you're happy with doing a vlog kind of thing, you're teaching people, that's what you're doing. And Soul says, uh, make videos on things you're passionate about and people will follow your passion. 100% my friend. And that is exactly how it works. I know it's cliche, but if you're passionate about something and you're talking about something, that passion will shine through and people will see it and they'll follow you. Uh, also be yourself. Uh, it absolutely is important to do that. Uh, yes. 30 day review says, uh, can mix in how-to videos time to time as well, but make sure you enjoy the content you make. That is true because, you know, I don't do a lot of how-to videos. I do mostly review videos, but those how-to videos just kind of sit there. The thing, okay, the thing about a review video is those are my bread and butter for what makes me money. But eventually those reviews are of tools that get old. But the cool thing about how-to videos is it's evergreen content. It'll be there for a decade or 20 years, or however long YouTube's still up around and running. So yes, how-to videos are great. Uh, they do take a little bit of work sometimes, but yes, make sure you love what you're doing. Put things out there that people are going to watch, but also have your passion in it. But yeah, so like I said, consume media. So, and I mean, that could be movies, that could be books, that could be podcasts, whatever you find. And again, figure out what gets your brain going. Um, because that, that is the key, is getting your brain going. Because we're just so often busy, I don't know, just kind of in the background, vegging through life, or I don't know, watching Netflix, or whatever it happens to be. And for me, that's only like this little portion of the brain, and most of it isn't working at that time. So you need to get the, the rest of that brain switched on, whatever it takes. And for me, consuming media does it, especially early on. Sometimes it's movies too, like uh, I just watched... Um, Oh man, I can't even remember what it was called. Uh, Panic in Year Zero. It was great. Ken Cornelius recommended it to me. I may do a review video on it eventually. It was probably the second ever post-apocalyptic movie, and it was great. And I got, I took so many notes and learned so much from it, and it just again got the creative juices flowing. So that is, you know, part of it. Uh, yes, uh, how-to videos, let's bring that up. How-to videos will bring in viewers and eventually subscribers. Absolutely, they do. That's true. My generator videos are like that. Soul says, a lot of times your audience will tell you what you want to see. Check your views, retention, and comments often, and you can see what they want you to do. I think Souls has been peeking at my notes because that was one that I have uh, for later on too. <laughs> Currently editing a video myself while listening. Right on. That's cool. Yeah, I love it. it. It's fun. And whatever portion of the creative process you enjoy, it's great. But the whole, I, the whole concept is how the hell do I come up with ideas? So the first one, like I said, consume media. Because to me, if, if stuff comes in that recharges the battery and then I can go and that's what usually brings all these ideas to come along and then go out and share them and create on them. Uh, now we already kind of talked about this one, but keep a file. So, uh, and this is, like I said, for Chris as well, but no matter how stupid an idea might seem at the moment or how great it might write it down and let it veg, let it ferment in your phone for a while and then just periodically go back and flip through all that. Sometimes I'll see an idea in my phone and I'll be like, what the hell was I thinking? I don't even know what the hell that is. I'll put down like five words or six words and I've lost it. Or a lot of times, you know, I do a lot of list videos. And so 
sometimes I'll have like one idea and then another idea comes down. Ha, ah, Joseph, that's a great one. Uh, <laughs> I will bring that up in a second. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll jump around and all of a sudden be like, oh, this one links to this one and this one. So I'll turn it into a top five list and put them all together. But just write everything down so it's always there. Because if it's not, I, I literally can turn around and forget what I was thinking about. I know it's not Alzheimer's. It's just part of whatever it is, but it, yeah. So if you don't write it down immediately, that idea is gone. So get it in the, get it in the file and then review it once in a while. Uh, Joseph says, become friends with other YouTubers and bounce ideas off of each other. It is incredibly effective and it is incredibly effective. You are 100% correct. We, you know, between I'm in a, I'm in a, a Facebook messenger group with Joseph. He's been huge to me. We've learned a lot. Uh, from there, I, I also, um, I'm on the Fireside Freedom, and this is what I'm going to talk about a little bit, but we have a back channel group in Telegram where we bounce ideas off one another all the time. I'm in the Prepper Broadcast Network. We got a signal group where we bounce ideas off each other. Having other people to just, and also find people who aren't, aren't just going to be yes men. They're not going to be like, yeah, that's great. Or also don't have somebody that's going to shit on your ideas all the time. Find somebody that's willing to give you um, constructive criticism and say, yeah, that's a great idea. Or, no, you know what? I think you can do this better. Um, Soul says, I've helped. I've started helping other channels with some of their videos by talking to them about improving their editing and camera angles. It's a community to help one another. So, uh, a little further down here... Um, I like to look at content creation, two things. First off, if you've ever heard the old saying, a rising tide floats all boats. And Joseph brought it up right here. Um, YouTube isn't a competition. We all, get succeed, we all get to succeed together. So might as well be friendly and enjoy helping anytime it can be done without offending the YouTuber. Tact is key. So here's the thing. A rising tide floats all boats. YouTube is not competition. So if somebody stops watching you to watch somebody else, it's not because of any other reason other than the fact that they click with that other person a little bit more. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't lose them. You're just not the proper creator for that consumer. That's all there is to it. There's no sense in hiding anything. There's no sense in keeping anything from one another. Chat about your failures, about your insecurities, chat about video ideas, share what's working for you because if there is no better way to find success on YouTube than to collaborate. And I have found that 100%. I help anybody big, small, little, medium, anything in between, and you'll find better ideas and they'll help sharpen your ideas too. Uh, because like I said, Joseph's been great for that. Joseph has been, honestly, he's probably my first mentor because on, way back when I first got started, Oh, yeah, and uh, 30 Day Review says they don't need to be in your niche either. A video title or thumbnail may not bring in someone that's not sure what the video or thing is where a slight change could get that click. Yes, and here's the thing. Sometimes your audience can give you feedback like that that really works. I got that from, uh, I, can't, I wish I could remember who it was, but a community member said, Tim, your thumbnails suck, and of course, Right. Well, he didn't say that, but he's like, your thumbnails are all over the place. They they're hard to read. They there's no consistency to them. And I thought, first off, I was like, man, why is that guy got to be a dick? But I didn't say that. And then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? He's right. And so I spent probably a day or so redesigning my thumbnails, brought them all kind of in line with one another, and I seen a click through rate a little bit higher, and it was an improvement. But then other times I've had people that are like, huh your audio sucks or your light lighting sucks. And you're like, you look at them and you're like, you don't have any subscribers and you don't create any content. So I'm not sure I'm going to listen to you. So there's the, the back and the forth, right? And uh, Soul says, uh, I think every channel has their ups and downs in the year. And it's true. Sometimes you kind of flatline. Like I have been transitioning my channel for a while more toward long form content. I, I love podcasting. I enjoy it. Uh, it's probably my favorite thing to do. And I'll always have review videos because they bring in the income as well. But I am more and more seeing 
a, a significant portion of my traffic coming from these long form videos, but more importantly, driving traffic to my website from all of the podcast uh, pod catchers out there. So sometimes you got to flatline, learn, keep testing, keep trying. And sometimes I don't, I hate, I don't like the word lucky because that's not it, but some like, I, I like the spaghetti method where you throw it at the wall and see what sticks. And that's where it comes from. Uh, Joseph says, I got so many tough comments the first year or two. Audio was a constant complaint. And it's true. So here's the thing. Uh, one of my, the complaint that I got the most in all of my review videos was basically, could you please just shut up and talk about the tool? In other words, they said I blabbed too much while I was doing my reviews. And of course, if one person said it, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to listen to them. But the second person, the third, the fourth, the fifth, I'm like, you know what? I'm starting to see a trend. So this year, at the beginning of the year, I decided to uh, shorten up my review videos because one of my yearly goals was to become a better reviewer. And so, yeah, it it's worked. I've eliminated a lot of the chattiness in the reviews. I've got more to the point, And then I leave the plugging and stuff to the end. And it's all about being able to take that con uh, constructive criticism. A uh, 30 day review says, are you putting your reviews on Amazon as well? I am not. And if that is something I should be doing, and if I'm missing out big time, I would love some information on that. Because if you're already creating stuff, and I'm a huge fan of um, multi-purposing content, you know, I'm taking some of my scripts, and now I'm turning them into articles, all the works. Um, and Soul says, I struggle with thumbnails and titles. As a person with Alzheimer's, I tend to have more difficulty putting thoughts down on paper. Well, I didn't know that, Souls, and I am I am sorry about that. Uh, and it, yeah, I that always seems to be the key is getting something down on a, in a physical medium somewhere so that you don't lose things. Uh, you know, no matter how you struggle with it, just you don't want to lose those thoughts because when you get inspired and you got an idea, get it on paper. Um, so here's another one. If you don't have any ideas or if you're losing out on ideas, um, do more of what worked. So I have my biggest videos on my channel have always been my tri-fuel Furman generator videos. So if all else fails and I don't have an idea for a, a review video, I will go back and do something with that video or something around generators, because those are my biggest. I mean, you can't make, I'm not going to make that same video every week, week in and week out. But if you look back at your channel and you look and you say, okay, well, these three here have been my highest trending videos. What did I do right in those? What's the content that people like? And by the time you run through that process, then you can, you probably be inspired with another idea. You might be able to rework what you did before. You might be able to look at it from another outlet or avenue. And all of a sudden you'll be like, yeah, this really works. Okay. So we got to talk about this. 30 day review says, yep. I got the same comments at the start of reviews as well. They were up to 14 minutes. Now all my reviews are three to eight minutes with a random one is over. Yes. And that is exactly what mine are. They're down in the five, six, maybe seven minute range. And people have been much happier for them. I can tell you. Uh, Soul says we only have 10 seconds to catch someone's attention, and you are right, <laughs> especially in the world of YouTube shorts and TikTok. Uh, Toolman, uh, sorry, uh, 30 days says I doubled my income by getting into Amazon Influencers Program. I make just over what I get a month from YouTube now. Yes, sir. So the influencers, because I do really well with my Amazon affiliates, but all you know, all that traffic is coming directly from YouTube or my website. So I need to look into this. Maybe I will, I'll follow, I, I think, well, I have you on Facebook, so I can message you there. But if you are interested in sending me an email at therealtimcook at gmail.com, just so I have your email, I'll follow up with you because I would love to know more about this. Um, okay, and uh, we'll have to do slight edits to go my Amazon, but well worth the re-edit. So I'm wondering, does that mean that... Um, they can't be the exact same video or whatever anyway, but oh, terms of service. Okay. Yep. I get you. Cool. I will, uh, 
we'll talk about that. I'm always looking for new avenues of income. So if anybody else is interested, man, this is great. Um, yeah, exactly. Souls wants to know. We all want to know. <laughs> you should do a video on it. It would be great. I would love that. Okay, here's another one. So, I, I mean, I, this is not a bragging or anything, but in the two and a half years that I've been creating content, there's only been one time that I just, I wouldn't say I had writer's block, but I just couldn't create it. It was a Saturday morning. I was getting ready to do a, a podcast and I just couldn't come up with anything. And I don't know what was wrong with me. So you know what I did? I went into StreamYard. I opened it up and I just started recording. I started talking about anything and everything and nothing and everything all at once. I know it wouldn't 30 days, but uh, yeah. And I just, I rambled for about 10 or 15 minutes. I got whatever was in there off my chest. It was completely unusable. But by the time I was done, I'd kind of clarified my mind and uh, I was able to come up with something great. And it was a really good episode. I can't remember which one it was, but that was enough to get whatever the mental cobwebs were in there. I got them out and then I was able to record a show. Uh, uh, Brian says, got to take off. Great show, Tim. We'll check out the rest on replay. Have a great night. You too. And have a good evening to Corey as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, so souls. Yes. You need to be an Amazon affiliate. My friend push the traffic there. My Amazon affiliate is usually equal to what my YouTube revenue is every month. I do pretty good with that. And it's, it's really good. Uh, yes, actually. Yes. I just, I would love to have you on the show right at the moment. I'm booked up until June, but I'm looking at doing a couple of extra shows and, uh, I, yeah, I will add you to my list and we will talk because I would love to hear about this. It's great. I love it. Ah, see how this works guys. Collaboration. It always pays off. I'm telling you it's the best thing ever. Yeah. And Joseph is the man when it comes to affiliates, he is killing it with it and he is kicking ass and taking names. So if you ever want any tips on affiliate uh, marketing, oh yeah, Joseph is, he knows where he's at. Here's another one. Okay. So I keep, again, I have, I, at one time I did word for word scripts for my videos. I, I kicked that to the curb. That didn't, that was way too much work, but I do notes. So like my Saturday, you know, I have one page of uh, bullet notes that I, I read off of, but I keep everything. So every, Every uh, segment I've done for um, the Survival Podcast, every live stream interview I've done with somebody, I've kept all my notes from all of it. It's all in a big file. And if I'm ever having a having trouble coming up with an idea, I will just go back and start reviewing some of my old notes. And by the time I get through three or four pages of stuff, usually I've come up with three or four ideas. You know, some people, maybe it takes more than that. But um, you know how it is. It just, that's another way to get that brain working, make, you know, get those synapses firing and get ideas coming. Uh, and once, and again, um, I didn't want this to just be for new YouTubers, but if you are new at it, that's when you're going to be the, the most nervous about it <clears throat> because everybody thinks I'll never come up with ideas. But once you get started, you really will have way more ideas than you can handle. <clears throat> I will... Uh, yeah, I will definitely message you on Facebook and we'll talk about that Amazon stuff. That is, that, that, that makes me so excited. Uh, okay. What else? Um, talk about, and this is a good one. And we talked about this earlier guys, but I'm going to bring it back around again anyway, because I think it's important enough, but talk about what you're doing or what you're learning. And again, it depends on whether it fits the niche of your channel or not. But for me, you know, I'm a preparedness channel or a repairedness channel, as I like to say, and it is one of those things that I'm able to tie into. Of course, my passion is what I do. So if I'm learning a new tool, I can do a review on it. If I'm building a solar system for my garage, I can review the components. I can talk about what it takes to build a solar system. I can bring on experts who can talk about the solar systems. I love all of that. So, you know, whatever you're doing or learning, if you're passionate about it, try to tie that into whatever content you're creating. And it's going to be a lot easier to come up with ideas. Uh, Joseph says, uh, where we are, my subscribers about forced me to do affiliates. They'd post multiple comments on every video, wondering why I wouldn't make it easier for them with the affiliate links. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a, that's a good problem to have, having your, uh, your audience pushing you to make money. And people want 
people respect our opinions and that is um that's a high honor and i don't take that lightly you know i i do talk about how i've got like 250 products that i recommend well because i've used all of those in my life and the older you get the more stuff you've used and i want people to know that those are the things that i stand by that they 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 have the toolman tim seal of approval and if they do then put it out there because people do want to know i get asked all the time you know tim what do you have for recommendation for this what do you use for that and of course a lot of them laugh and they're like i'm sure it's dewalt and a lot of it is because that's what i've used but people respect our opinions and so uh and they also want to support us in any way they can and the beauty of affiliate links is people are going to shop already so they can support you without spending any more money than they already would and they can do it based on your recommendation uh, Joseph says, feel free to go look at my descriptions for how I do mine. Be sure to clearly disclose, disclose that they're affiliate links and that you may earn a commission from them. Yes, that is very important. You don't want to get in trouble because they can shut you down at any time for anything. And uh, I guess uh, the last one I had here, and this is, it's kind of funny, but walk around and look at things, okay? So occasionally, if I'm struggling for a review or something, I will go out to my shop or I'll come down to my basement office and I'll look around and be like, okay, what tools have I bought over the last few months that I haven't reviewed or I haven't played with enough yet where I really need to review them? And so I'll look around until I find one that really inspires me. And then I'll start, you know, playing with a new toy and, and work around and do that. But when I first started out, uh, there was a guy named Tom. He's in the handyman um, group on Facebook I'm part of. And he used to, I, I, I'm not sure who the YouTuber was, but he said there was a YouTuber who made a really good living just reviewing everything he had in his garage. Every week he'd pick an item up out of his garage and he would talk about it. So that is, I mean, you know, walk around, whatever you're working with. If you're, if you're on the job site, say, you know, your channel's carpentry, how to stuff. Well, walk around and say, okay, what's going on now? What can I turn into a video to make them, uh, you know, to make content for my audience that is pertinent to my audience and will bring in the clicks and the likes and of course the ad revenue dollars for me all of that um uh, soul says i do the deal videos and need to figure out how to be affiliated with home depot and lowe's yes you do anything and here's another thing it never hurts to ask because the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no and then you can ask them again and they might say yes the next time <laughs> that's all there is to it I, um, two weeks ago, I made a list of five people to reach out to about being on their show, five people to reach out to about being on my show and five companies to reach out to, to see if they would send me free stuff to review for them. And, uh, I've, I've gone through the first two fives. I ended up getting on three shows because of it. And I've got four guests coming that I've reached out to all of which are great. And this week I'm going to reach out to five companies simply because I can. And if they say no, that's okay too. Not a big deal. Um, yeah, 30 day review says reading all terms of service is definitely something to make sure to read. Absolutely. And Joseph says those are harder souls, but can be done. They have a whole application process. Both use the same software for their link generation though, which is nice. I think Toolnut is the same also. Um, <laughs> Martinson family says it's not all hot girls and automatic weapons. N no, it's not, you know, <laughs> uh, and soul says, I want to start making toys on the scroll saw and show people how to do it. I'm a beginner and we'll discuss that openly. Yeah, that's fun. That kind of stuff is great. And you know what else is cool? You can always test something like my top five, um, movie review, uh, post-apocalyptic movies. I did that just on a whim because I'm passionate about movies. I thought I'm going to try it. Well, it was huge. It was one of the, you know, one of the most downloaded episodes of my podcast. So sometimes try something out of the box and if people like it, go with it. And then if you have to, you can always start a second channel, which isn't always ideal, but it absolutely can work for you. Or maybe yours is just a hodgepodge channel and maybe, and that's the cool thing about a podcast is, you know, I'm never going to have a million subscribers and I'm okay with that, but I would be really happy with 50,000 followers <laughs> that really like following all my different stuff. And I'm okay with that. That's kind of where I'm heading and that's who I am and what I like. And I always want to learn something new. 
30-day uh, review says people like to watch people learn. It is true. It's almost cathartic. You know, it's like, I don't under, quite understand it, but my kid's generation loves to watch other people play video games. I wouldn't even, I couldn't stand it. In the 80s, I could never sit there and watch someone else play Mario. I always had to have the controller in my hand. And now there's guys on Twitch that make $10 million a year streaming. I want to say, I think it's 10 hours a day, five days a week. It, it's foolish, but they make great money. And if you can make money at it, go for it. Uh, and then Joseph says, look into being a, some a brand ambassador. If there's one you really like already, don't be a shill, but it can be a heck of a side deal. Exactly. So my plan is to reach out to uh, Coast Flashlights. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely true, Justin. But in the 80s, you watch football or something similar. Yes, and, and all of that is dying out. And that's totally fine. Like, just because I don't uh, line up with what the new generation does, doesn't mean I can't try it or do it. And I absolutely respect them for their hustle and the money they're making and the content they're creating. It's great, you know? It absolutely is. But yeah, so I'm going to reach out to Coast Flashlights, I Anchor Products for the hell of it just to see. I'm even going to send a, I, if, if Furman Generators offers something, geez, they should hopefully come back and say, wow, you, you know, between my two review videos, I've had over a hundred thousand views and I don't know how many people have bought that generator because of my videos. I get Every week, somebody says, hey, I went out and bought that generator, and thank you. I'm happy with it. So I would, man, I would absolutely love to turn all my review videos into either DeWalt tools or generator videos, but that's a story for another day. So, yeah, but those are some of, like like Joseph said, brand ambassador can be good, but don't be a shill. Don't, be, you know, be, you know, don't be disingenuous or whatever. Absolutely be who you are, uh, you know, because, again, People respect our opinions and our recommendations, but if we're bullshitting them, they're going to see through it, and eventually you're going to lose credibility, and you don't want that either. So this was more of a an all-over-the-place content creation episode. I'm going to have to change the title after the fact, but it was a good one. Uh, yeah, how do we come up with ideas, but also how do we collaborate and become better content creators all around simply by sharing with one another? I'm really excited about the, uh, the on the, yeah. Uh, Joseph says you can do more than one. Absolutely. You can. Yes. And, um, but yeah, this is great guys. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited about learning about the Amazon review end of things. I think that could be huge. I'm, uh, I'm actually really excited because again, Hey, anytime you can use your content in multiple ways uh, and, you know, through multiple avenues and, and get multiple income streams, I am a happy camper. Well, that's an hour, guys. We, I think that's enough for me tonight. Like I said, last night was three hours on Liberty Late Night and then about another hour in the after party. And it was great. I loved it. I could talk all night. You guys know how it is. And this was great interaction tonight too, guys. I, uh, Yeah, I, when we talk about things we're interested in, we always get uh, a ton of feedback. And I love that. So another thing, if you guys, anybody on the podcast, if you're still listening, do me a favor and... Uh, if, if you can, or you have time review, just, you know, leave a, I want to say a five-star review, but it's absolutely up to you. So go and leave a review on whatever podcatcher podcast platform you use, because that is huge for getting this out there. Uh, like I've said uh, over the last, since November, the growth has been 45 degrees on this podcast. And that has simply been through collaborating with other people, having great guests and from you guys in the workshop community supporting me. And I love it. Thank you. Because man, I would absolutely love to do five day a week podcast. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, and I can work it around my schedule and make it work. And, and if there's enough demand for it, and I can figure out a way to turn it into a significant or a non insignificant portion of my income, I'll be happy with it. So where can you find me this week? What do we have? Uh, tomorrow night, like I said, Mrs. Toolman is going to be coming on talking about all the lessons we've learned in business. I'm quite, I'm really excited. She's kind of sexy and I enjoy sitting next to her and talking to her. We always have a lot of fun. Uh, then Tuesday, Fireside Freedom. It's a really good one. Um, oh yeah. And uh, a 30 day review says when, when you're filling out that sheet for Jack Spearco to get on that podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, I've been on there twice now. I, I enjoyed that. I haven't, maybe I have to get back on again, but 
yeah, so Tuesday night, Fireside Freedom, we're going to talk about alternative social media. It's going to be a great one. I'm going to be hosting it. We're going to talk about, you know, Float and MeWe and Odyssey and Rumble. Ah, what else? Anyway, we'll get a whole bunch in there. And uh, good show, old man. See you again soon. Thanks, Mertens and family. I appreciate it. And then Thursday will be the next episode of Repairedness. Also on St. Patty's Day will be my interview. Uh, uh, sorry, Amy Dingman had an interview with me on her Farmer's Kind of Life. That's coming out on St. Patty's Day. So keep an eye out for that. And of course, if you need me or have questions, send them to me through social media. I got all the links. They'll be down in the description below. And guys, thank you. I tell you this every night and I don't want it to ever become cliche, but I mean it. It's really cool that you're willing to spend an hour or an hour and a half of your hard-earned time hanging out with me in the workshop. So thank you, guys. I really, really appreciate that. Anyway, guys, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.